Welcome into All Eyes on Cleveland here on the OVR Streaming Network. It's YouTube and Twitch. It's a special Brown Strategy Life After Nick Chubb edition of the show with special guest, friend of show, frequent flyer, a good friend of mine, Josh Keatley, former running back at Valparaiso. Writing for the Buckeyes Wire, you can follow him on Twitter at Josh Keatley16. Yo, the music there. What is up, my guy, Josh? How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. It's Ohio State Notre Dame week. I'm happy to be on. Get me off my normal Buckeye beat. But I'm also sad because, uh, well, you know why. <laughs> I know why. We all know why, right? We all know why. Yeah. We're all a little sad this week. Uh, Nick Chubb. Uh, you know, it's been discussed. We know what happened, right? We know he's yeah. he, Nick Chubb is uh, out for the season. It's it's about life after Chubb. But good to see the greatest chat and all the land filing in. Everybody's locked in. Ty Sox, thank you for uh, subscribing for 24 straight months. You are a baller, a champion, a scholar, a gentleman. OG Philly's locked in. Um, everybody's happy to see you, Josh. Good to see you here. Uh, so as everybody comes in, we got we have much to discuss tonight. We have a mailbag. I you know I sent out. I said I was going to give away a T-shirt, uh, so we'll give away a T-shirt. Uh, and uh, you know uh, Evan Joseph still locked in as usual. Everybody filing in. Thanks for everybody showing up. And uh, so we've got questions to get to in the in the uh, mailbag, right? So we'll get to those in a minute here. But I want I want to start with a couple things before that. Um. So we've had a few days to digest this game. Thank you, uh, Ika OBR, for subscribing for 21 consecutive months to uh, the stream. We appreciate you. Um, and uh, so we've had a couple days here, right, Josh, to digest yeah. this game. And one of my major takeaways, and I brought it up last night, I, I got a chance to host the show Partially locked in, Paul Spencer. Okay, we'll take what we can get, Paul. Good, do your best. Try to get fully locked in by the end of the show. Okay, uh, the um, the best that I could do uh, to to bring kind of up this topic, and, and Fred was great last night on OBR Weekly, and I love getting a chance to fill in and do that because uh, he's great. He's the legend, Fred Greetham, right? And but. Uh, I was I wanted to bring up this topic about Stefanski, and I've been a staunch Stefanski supporter, okay, uh, for some time, right? Yeah. Uh, but Josh, there is something about this game uh, that occurred on Monday night where he fa he failed us as Browns fans. I feel like um, in that as a head coach you have to have a feel for the game, right? And it's okay to win ugly sometimes, right? Agreed. And I feel like on second and nine in the fourth quarter, you're up by three points. You can't move the ball. They can't move the ball. You've tried yeah. to pass the ball. You're not doing it successfully. No. They are not even close to moving the ball, right? Your defense is dominating them, right? Pretty much, And yeah. 
you instead continue to push the issue and you five step, seven step drop Watson with no help on Will's side. He gets the he supposedly gets the the uh, count wrong, gets a no jump and and, and he goes untouched. Uh, Highsmith goes untouched into Watson, knocks the fumble loose, but it's scooped up and score, and you lose. And I just think at that point in the game, there are so many other things you could have done as an offense. You could have ran a screen. You could have uh, ran an RPO. You could have done anything, a, a quick underneath, anything, anything but a drop and leaving Wills by himself where he's been getting smoked all night long. Like yes. the only thing that can beat you there is a disaster, right? So avoid disaster at all costs. And if you have to punt it, that's okay. That's okay because your defense isn't going to let them score. That's having a feel yeah. for the game. I felt that. I was saying to myself, just run the ball three times and kick it. I was screaming at my team, just run the ball three times and kick it. They are not going to score on you. And I felt like he failed us miserably with the situational football there. Agree? 100% agree. I was saying the same thing as you. I was about to interrupt you and tell you, like, yeah, you know, you named a couple passing plays that they could have done, or you did mention the RPO, but, I mean, I, I would have been happy with the draw. You know, it's like you Hand said. Hand the ball off. Jerome Ford, for as much as the focus has been on Nick Chubb, rightfully so, Jerome Ford's a good back. I've been on this show when they drafted him. Uh, you know, we've talked about it. I think Jerome back can be a lead back in the NFL, and I don't think he looked like a bad option. So, to – Game plan like you were I, – I agree with you. I don't I don't see any any issues with waving the white flag, running it a couple times. If you got to kick it, you got to kick it. Um, now, with that said, so I, I, I want to preface with what I'm about to say with I 100% agree with you. But with that said, you paid Deshaun Watson an awful lot of money to not be able to identify and sure. get rid of the ball. Right, because sure. Will sucks. I'm not – I'm not say, and I don't want to say sucks. Sucks is pretty harsh. Will's struggled, but he struggled all game. So that shouldn't have been a mystery for Stefanski, and that shouldn't have been a mystery for Deshaun Watson either, right? So you would have thought somewhere along the line, the guy who you're paying mega dollars would have, you know, adjusted as such. But again, I agree with you. The, at the end of the day, if I'm going to designate blame, 100% it's to Stefanski. And yes, you have paid him an uber amount of money to make the play, and I I get that yeah. point. But he's proven to you all night that he's not that guy yet. Here, here's the issue with that. And I guess that, and I was having this conversation with, with someone else. I, I, are we waving the white flag on Watson? I guess that's my question. No, Cause, no, I, cause I, 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 I'm not I, waving the white, I'm not waving the white flag on him, but situationally had he looked good that night. I see what you're did saying. He, yeah. Did, did he was he playing well? Did it seem like he was seeing the field well? Uh, no. Did it seem no? Was he no. accurate? No. Was he making good decisions? Not really. Um, so, which is another reason why Stefanski should have got it out of his should have right. called the different play, got it out of his hands. That's I know that that's your. Oh, we got a little. Uh... So you're getting a little uh, a little hezzy on on me there. We'll wait for you to come back through. Oh, there you are. Okay, me? go ahead. Oh. Continue what you're saying. 
Oh no, I, I was I was agreeing with you. At at some point, even if that's your guy, that's the guy you're paying. That's the guy with the C on his chest. If he's not identifying what's going on, Stefanski needs to you know put it in someone else's hands. So I agree with you. At the end of the day, it's Stefanski's fault. It's just it's disappointing because a lot of the things that we thought were going to come together did not. The Browns had a lot of momentum that game. I mean, I unloaded a little bit of cash betting on them. So, <laughs> so you know, and yeah. I was yeah. I've yeah. been on your show a couple times, and I feel like I've been kind of down on the Browns, you know. And I, I, I after that first game, I picked up a lot of Elijah Moore stock, and <laughs> I bet on the Browns this weekend. So you know, I was kind of riding the train, yep. and they kind of fell on their yeah. face, man. Way too much Elijah Moore in best ball right now. Like uh, he's killing me there. So way too many shares. Yeah. OG Philly uh, says his main issue is not having a feel of when to go conservative. I'm giving him time to learn how to feel the game when you have a great defense. I agree, right? So, but it's not like, and I agree with you 100%. He didn't know, but is he is he willing? Do you think he's willing to win ugly? You know, it's... Because sometimes he, you get the feeling with Stefanski that it has to be his way. Right, like he doesn't—he doesn't have to just win, but he has to win a certain way. Have you ever gotten that feeling about him a little bit? Yeah, and I think that that's a, the most common issue when you talk about young, up-and-coming offensive geniuses, right? You you see a little bit with Brand, uh, not Brandon Staley, he's a deep guy, but but Kellen Moore, right at, at Dallas. A lot of the complaints were like, "Listen, that guy calls plays the way he wants to, with no regard for the defense." You know, it's an older example, and it's college, but it's what I'm most familiar with. Mike Leach, you interview any defensive coordinator that's ever coached Mike Leach, and they say, listen, the guy doesn't care what we do, how we feel. He calls what he calls. Um, so I think that that's the big difference. In college, you can obviously do that. In the NFL, you can't do that. Like you said, you have to be willing to accept, hey, what I'm doing isn't working. I got to shift this way, and it's not going to look pretty. So I, I agree with you. It, it might be an issue. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully he's just he's just, you know, like OG Philly said, just trying to lay the groundwork with this great defense. But it's it is alarming. Um Bradley Bruns, we're gonna get to that topic here shortly. OG Philly again. He has no choice right now, and I agree with that too. Like if he wasn't prepared to do it before, he has to be able to pivot to that that thinking now. Because listen. Watson isn't there yet. I'm not waving the white flag on him, to your point. I think he can get there, but it's going to take some work because I don't think he's necessarily close, right? Um, something no. is off. No. Uh, he's not processing the field well. Everything's a little late. Uh, even when he's completing passes, they're late. They're not necessarily accurate. Uh, not at all. And um, Even just, that first interception. And Harrison right. Bryant keeps getting blamed, and, and he should. He dropped the ball, yeah. hit his hands. He should have done that, but that was a bad pass. Don't even I mean, get right? me started on that play. You know you're running that play for three freaking days. It's a scripted play. How do you? Or how are you two not on the same page? I don't understand but, it. But but that's it, either that way. Goes, that's why I I don't want to say I disagree with the point, but like he has no choice right now. You know you're playing the Steelers on Monday night in Pittsburgh. You know you're not well, even if the even if Pittsburgh sucks, you know you're not going to walk away smashing them. You're not going to do that. I think everybody in Cleveland, every Browns fan, the most even the most biased Browns fan knew that it was going to be a nail biter, a fight and scratch your way out of it, right? I think we all had confidence we were going to win. Like I said, I laid down a fine piece of money thinking that we're going to, but uh, you know that you, you can't you 
I don't understand how and, and Deshaun Watson played like crap the first week. So where was the where was the adjustment from the worst from the first week to now? What what happened from does that make sense? Every nothing else yeah. changed. I guess, now, I, guess I, I think the question. first week got got chalked up to weather, right? So they were like, Oh, it was okay. wet. Joe Burrow was terrible, the weather was terrible, he'll be fine. Oh, it's gonna be dry in Pittsburgh. We're gonna see the the Deshaun that we like Fred said last night when I was talking to him, it's it's not like Deshaun has looked bad in camp. He's looked accurate, crisp, on time in camp. Now, it's different than in a game, right? Of course. But he had a good camp, according to him, right? It, it, you know, he watched him all the way through the Greenbrier, all the way through. Sure. I'm not saying that needs to translate to the field right away, because it's not. It's not. It's clearly not. Like, there's... He's not there yet. And I think it's okay to say, and I'm perfect. I think it's okay to say that six games last year to this year after 700 days off, I think it's okay to say that's all right that he's not there yet. Well, I, I think that you and I, you and I had a discussion preseason where our expectations for Watson was, and we both landed in different areas, but we both agreed that he doesn't have to be a top five or even a top ten quarterback for this offensive no. flow. He could be a top fifteen quarterback, and this this offense and this team can go to the playoffs. I still think that, even with Nick Chubb Oof. being hurt. Okay, all right. I, I still feel that. that. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's it's awful. Nick Chubb being down is is awful, and not for multiple reasons because he's one of the few really good human beings in the NFL. You know, I mean, star. It's just it's hard to find guys like that in the NFL. So it's it's awful. It's horrible. But I do have a lot of faith in Jerome Ford. I do have a lot of faith in the offensive line. I, I, my thoughts on the Browns don't change. My thoughts on Deshaun Watson don't change. But he's. It's got he right now. I don't know if he is playing like a top fifteen quarterback, and he's not the only elite quarterback that's been struggling. No. He's saw Josh Allen throw four picks, and he bounced back. Lamar Jackson has looked like crap two weeks in a row. But you can kind of make excuses for some of those guys. I mean, you know, Lamar's got a new offensive corner and all that. Yeah, listen, listen. Um, here's my – how about this? These questions are in there. We're going to cover every question before we even get to the questions. So let's go to the mailbag and let's hash this out, okay? Because I've, we've got we've got Watson questions. I've seen all of your guys' comments about his mental uh, stuff. Uh, you know, the offense, all of this is in the mailbag. So let's get to it, and I want to get to your guys' comments as well. Um, so, yeah, exactly. I don't think he's even close to top 15 right now. But listen, uh, I will address this. So I... Uh, this is not in there, so I want to address it. Uh, so, and I think this is kind of where some of the mental stuff is coming into play. Like, so yesterday he went on this Twitter. I don't know if it's him or his team or whoever runs his social media account, right? Uh, Did you see all this, right? He he went on the, this this spree of blocking everyone, right? So he's blocking fans. He's blocking media. He's blocking just everyone that has ever really mentioned his name. Some of it not even in a bad way. And I I wrote something, and I'm getting a lot of heat on Twitter. Whatever. It's fine. You guys can. I, but I wrote it in the fact that, like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, it's just a bad look, right? Isn't it a bad look to do that? Like, who cares? Who cares, right? Like, who cares? Dude, 100%. 100%. Who cares? You're 100% right. Like, 
why are you going around? Like, what is that? Maybe he need feels like he needs to shield himself from that, I guess. But, but he, uh, and whatever, and it's his account, and I'm never going to claim, like, people. I got people coming at me on Twitter saying, you can't tell him what to do. He's a grown man. He can block who he wants. You're absolutely right. He can. He 100% can. My opinion is, though, that two weeks into the season, going around and blocking your own fans for being critical of a game that you admitted you already played poorly in is yeah. a bad look, and that's all I was saying. Well, and I, and I 100% agree with you, and I saw some people comment like, oh, he's trying – I might have been on your post where people are like, oh, well, he's trying to get get rid of the negative thoughts or get the negative stuff off his feet. First of all, then delete the app because that's not going away. You know what I mean? That's what a mature individual it. does. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you just you don't. delete the app. You, you get rid of your account. CJ Stroud did something similar when he was in college, and he got rid of the app. That's what a mature person does. You don't go around and block individuals. Like, it's just, <laughs> you know, I, I'm with you, dude. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I just found it really strange and – and that's kind of like, what kind of behavior is that for the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns to do after where he stood up there and said in front of the podium, I was really bad. I got to be better than that. And then people say the same thing on social media and he blocks him for it. But we've seen him do that before. He talks he talks out of both sides of his mouth, right? He'll take the blame yeah. for something. And then a couple of days later, he'll be like, no, I never said that. He just that it's it's starting to become a little bit of a habit with him. And that's not a good thing you want to see in your quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it might be his assistant doing the blocking. It might be anybody, but it's still a bad look, regardless. And and that's kind of just where I was at with that. All right, let's dive in. I wanted to comment on that because I am getting drilled from left and right from the Watson apologist right like he can do what he wants he can block you once who what do you care i don't really care to be honest i just was like dude what what are you doing something right you do i mean it's okay to kind of care though they sucked like it's okay you know what i mean there's seven there's yeah 16, 15 more games left you kind of want to you know you're trying to get plugged in you're trying to get dialed in it's okay to care i feel I you guess, dude i guess you know. my point was just like why like worry more about getting better in this offense better than what people on social media are saying about you. I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from. Like, and then people are like, well, you know, you're, you're, uh, I'm not getting paid $230 million to be quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. He is. So I can write whatever I want on social media. I I mean, what are you talking about? I I don't, I don't understand. It's a, I don't know either way. Uh, let, here we go. You're watching All Eyes on Cleveland. I suggest you go to the OBR. You can subscribe for $1 for the first month right now at the OBR and get the best content around from Jake, Andrew, Mike, Fred, uh, Ian, uh, everybody over there just tearing it up. Jake, uh, Jack, I already said Jake Jack uh, with his uh, amazing capologist stuff. Uh, I will have an article out tomorrow previewing behind enemy lines, the Titans. I got two reporters uh, dialing in and giving their opinion on where the Titans are at as we prepare for them on Sunday. So dig into that article tomorrow when it's posted. Uh, Subscribe $1 first month, the OBR. Here we go. All right. So some of these came to me uh, different methods, right? So I got a couple emails. So I tried to make some of them look nice. Some of them are just emails. So this one, yeah, okay. What other options do the Browns have at left tackle? Wills is killing them in pass protection. 
Week one cost us Conklin. Week two cost us the game. Paul B. He's right, though. I know. I mean, I know. He's right. Con- he got yeah. smoked off the edge, and it, and that's how Conklin got hurt. Uh, and then he cost us the game in this one. I mean, what he he said he didn't know the snap count. What the hell's going on there? I mean, but uh, he's not wrong. But you know what the answer is, right? We got to no, down. There's no. There is no you, who, who, who are you going to play? You're I don't know. I'm ready to. Here. I'm ready to give You're- Hudson a shot. I'm ready to give freaking uh, Nishki a shot. Let's take a look. Don't we have Nishki? Alex Leatherwood on the on the practice squad? We do like, have Alex Leatherwood on the practice squad. That might, yeah, okay. So Leatherwood might be worth a shot. Hudson playing tackle. I thought didn't we already try that experience once and he can't. Yeah, do it? he's not good enough. But, Le- but Leatherwood, I mean, like, Leatherwood's been awful in every sense of the word. But that's yeah. I, I'd be willing to give that a shot because that's a guy who does have. You're talking about the same people. They're the same guy, uh, a first yep. round draft pick who can't do anything. So why not give it a shot? That's fine, but you're not. There's no street free agents walking around. You gotta you gotta figure it out in house. You, you know they're they're basically gonna when they're when they're playing somebody good, they're gonna have to scheme and protect him with a, with another tight end block. And I mean Nishki's like seventy four years old, but maybe he can get his uh-huh. hands on somebody, right? I mean you're almost bet you. It would almost be who? I mean who's the blocking tight end? I guess Joku. I mean Harrison Bryant and Joku. You've got uh, what's his what's his name? Uh, almost be, you're been more likely to find a Jordan Aikens has been an underwhelming. Yeah, you're, you, I think you're more likely to find a, a walking street agent that's a really good tack or really good uh, tight end that you know you can try to scheme up to play. I mean, but that's not ideal if that makes sense. Hey, I get this all the time. Betonio. He played tackle in Nevada. I don't know if that's a good move, though. Here, oh, that, hey, here's that. The hey, issue with that is the Lions are dealing with something similar. They did do it you, before. Do you move? Do you move? I guess you. I guess you're right because you're because you're thinking you move Betonio and then put, put Hudson at guard. I. I mean, I don't. You can put Michael Dunn at guard. I don't care uh, who you put at guard. I just don't want his blind side getting destroyed like it is yeah i guess it's not as, um, i guess it's not as blindside is it is it yeah it is he's i mean that, that's also one of the benefits of having an athletic quarterback though you know you could you could roll out you can do different things you know what i mean I, this does not that jedrick wills does not him being not good does not have to be the end of the world right is he like let, let's put this way is he as bad as a guy like colton miller was like you know what i mean like yeah, I don't. I don't um, know if he's that bad. He just he gets his ass wiped by good guys. But I mean, against terrible defensive ends, he's he does his job. Doesn't happen very often. But I I like this comment from Fifth Dog. Uh, give Leatherwood a couple more weeks with Callahan first. I, that's fair. I like that. Like I I I thought that immediately when he came in. Like Callahan yeah. works miracles with these guys, right? Um, and he checks all the boxes. And- yeah, he does. And Paul Paul makes a good point that no, he he doesn't want to play tackle, but oh. he would if you if you asked him to. He would. He's a team guy. Listen, ne- neither does Wills. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't look like he wants to be out there at all. God damn it. 
He doesn't. And <laughs> it's so it, it's so frustrating, God. It's so frustrating. And uh I mean Dewan Jones played pretty good yes, for the did. most he part. He, he I had mean, the harder I, task. He had the harder task. And <laughs> Jed Wills, I mean, how do you not? I, I just can't even. So I, I don't know what to do. There's no real solid answer behind him. I don't think that, they, that they're going to move off of him. They're going to keep well, running him out there. And yeah. I think oh, you just I, have to chip and help him with tight ends and chip with your running backs and try to give him help in key downs. But you would like to sit him down and give somebody else a shot because it's it's getting that bad. I Last year, I was kind of like, but it's getting close to that bad. Aren't we close to that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the most upsetting part. I, I mean, I'm trying to look up the 2020 draft, but, I mean, weren't all the other first-round offensive tackles from that draft they're all good. We yeah. took Jedrick Wills, uh, other than Mekhi Becton, who's been hurt. We took him Becton. two spots hurt. ahead of Tristan Wirfs, who's an all-pro caliber player. That's upsetting. It's very upsetting. No, it's absolutely. Uh, all those guys uh, are better, in better shape, except for Becton, maybe. So Yeah, who's been hurt. Um, That's the only reason he's not as good. But Austin Jackson starts. We picked him over him. Surge with the, a fantastic joke. One night on Twitter, Watson did more blocking than Wells. Fantastic. That's great. <laughs> Very good. Uh, listen, I don't I don't know what the answer is here, but, I mean, let's just put it this way. Like, if they think he's going to be the answer again next year because they gave him his fifth-year option... I mean, this is getting crazy, right? Like, yeah. at some point, you got to pull the plug on this experiment. Yeah, but I don't think it's this season. I think it's in the offseason when you got another answer, but, right? But that's when he was playing league average tackle. Like, last year, you could say he got beat sometimes. He looked lazy because he would stand there and watch the quarterback run around. He looked like he wouldn't give effort. All those things, and nobody can seem to get through to him. But... Now I don't even think he's playing league average tackle, not, and that's not. the problem. Like he's playing worse than that. Now you're putting well, the quarterback in danger. All of that stuff. Are so, you talking about making a move via trade? I, I don't care what it is, but you might have to get creative at some point and bring try to. I mean, you've got you've created all this cap space. You've invested all this stuff this year. Uh, you re-signed Hunt soon as as Chubb went down. I mean, like they're not in, they're not going to bail on this year. I don't think. No. So if he's costing so. you games, they're going to get. He's going to. I think Andrew Barry will get creative and figure something out. Uh, my opinion: bad coaching to allow this. Is it is it bad coaching or lack of options? I mean, I'm not going to call Bill Callahan a bad coach. Bill Callahan is like the best freaking offensive line coach in the league. So. Uh, is it on Stefanski? I don't. I just don't know what other options they have. He was. He was when he when he was drafted. We all had issues with it. We all kind of saw the right on the wall. You know, we all defended it. We all defended it. We all defended it like we do as Browns fans. But you know, we all mo the majority of Browns fans wanted Tristan Wirfs going into that draft. So, you know, 
Broken Arrow says nobody's going to trade a good tackle. I don't. We don't need a good tackle. I just need a decent tackle, right? Yeah, I I agree. I mean, you're you're. I guess you're staring at teams that that are, are that suck and know that they suck. So like the Colts. I don't know if you take. I don't know if you could trade with the Colts and get an offensive tackle and make some kind of deal where you're taking up a, a contract and you're eating all of it. I don't know. You know, I mean, that, that's another team that's got – I know Jonathan Taylor's on, on the board or on the trade block, so maybe you can do something there where you take one of their, their decent pieces on the offensive line and Jonathan Taylor's contract or something. I don't know. Ugh. Yikes. I mean – Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they – maybe I don't – it just seems like to me like a dead end. Like are, it, nobody's going to get through to him, are they? At this point, wouldn't they have already gotten no. through? Yes. Uh, Bill H. asking, wouldn't the gun allow Watson to see to feel better? Burrow has run three plays under center in two games. Hertz has run six. Shouldn't we? I mean, he's in the gun a lot, right? I mean, he, I, he's. I'll give you this, Bill. He's been under center more than I expected him to be this year. I thought it was going to be all gun. Well, I think it's going to be all gun now. Yeah, it'll be all done now. Should be. Yeah. yeah. All right. Great question. No answer in sight, unfortunately. For the time oh, being, God. right? Great yeah. question. It's it's a problem. It's a problem. Uh, this one is... Uh, I can't get this thing out of the way. What is wrong with Sean Watson? Can he fix it? Um, so we kind of got into this a little bit earlier, and that's just why I stopped to talk about it. it uh, to their point, we were just talking about should he be in the shotgun all the time? Yes, he he should be. I thought he would have been from the beginning of the season because they worked so hard, uh, um, uh, Josh, on, on the gun run stuff, right? And yeah. they really got the gun run game going in the preseason, and it looked like that was going to be the thing. But then in the weather, it's like, I feel like this weather game like screwed him up. So the weather, the rain, right? The Browns were more equipped to pivot to 13 personnel and a heavy dose of run and move the ball and the, and the Bengals couldn't. So it automatically gave them an advantage, right? Um, and they were able to win that game because of it rather handily. So, but I feel like that, like, although it got them the win, it regressed the offense somehow because now we're seeing Watson under center more. Uh, and exactly, Bradley Burns, like, and not where's the RPO action? Where's the, where's the Elijah Moore creativity? Like, where's the extended handoffs you were hearing about, right? And the jet yeah. sweeps and giving him the ball out on the, on the edges and in space. And all this creative stuff that we were going to see that was more up Watson's alley. To, I mean, I'll go back to Bill H's point. I I didn't think he would be under center at all, Josh. I mean, I, so you you think that after one game, Kevin Stefanski completely abandoned what he worked on all offseason? I don't know. It's certainly – I don't see – do you see much of a difference in the offense from this year to last year after watching two oh, games? Oh, God, no. 
No, 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 no. Looks but the same. I, I guess I, I guess I assumed that that was what was going to happen against the Steelers was that they were going to try to put. I don't. You're right. I don't. I don't know. I don't think that one game would 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 side would sidestep you like that. And the, and the Watson thing. Watson struggled last year too. He just. It's hard. It's hard. We kind of we knew that Watson was going to have issues because you can't just stop playing football and then come back. And then you right. definitely can't stop playing football because of all these things going on that are awful and then come back. That That's really, 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 really hard. Um, yep. So we knew that there was going to be an, up, an uphill battle for him to be back to where he was. And that's fine. I think that most Browns fans have accepted that he's not going to be on the same tier as Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, those guys. That, I don't think anybody has an issue with that. But the problem is he's not even – to to the average point, and uh, I I don't know how we get how we get there. I don't think that one game would have skewed and 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 hurt his development that bad. And if it does, that's more on him than it is Stefanski because that means he's a right. mentally key handler, right? So I guess so. I'll tell you what I think in a minute, but I think this is a. a- Good p- question here from Bradley, who always has great questions. You guys are great in the chat. You guys are all, all your comments are outstanding, and you're all all very, very smart football people. That's why I appreciate you guys coming to my show every week. Do you think Stefanski is getting tight and reverting back to his bread and butter? If you want to call it getting tight, maybe, Bradley, but I think it's more of like him seeing Watson and saying we're not ready to do that, right? We're not he's not ready for that offense that we put in all off season because I'm not sure what he's processing or seeing right now because he's not seeing it whatever it is, right? And he's not ready for that. So because he's not ready for that, I am forced to revert to giving Chubb the ball and then now giving Jerome Ford the ball and kind of going back to 12, 13 personnel. So, yeah, it feels a little bit like he's tight in doing that, but he's going to be forced to now, right? Like, you you have to lean into the Watson stuff now because at some point it has to – at some point you have to let him – you have to let him make the mistakes, right? Like, and, and figure it out. I, I don't know. It, it just feels like he saw him and realized he wasn't ready for it, so he reverted back. I, I don't think it's a matter of getting tight. I think he identified that Watson wasn't ready. We're not talking about it. it okay, I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I think that you're more plugged in than I. So, I, if 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 I'm unsure about something, I side with you with you. But if that's true, that's an issue. Deshaun Watson isn't a rookie. Does that make sense? Right. It's like why why. That I need more. If that, let's say that that is true, I need more justification than just that. Does that make sense? Okay. Isn't what you saw on Monday night enough justification that he's not ready? But why is he not ready? Does because, that make sense? We're not talking yeah, about a dude who's because not. When you take 700 days off, I think, and you come back, right? I think the <laughs> game fair. has to slow down for you again. It's like when you first, like, in any sport, in any time you do something and you go up a level or you come back after a break, everything seems fast, right, at first. And then 
for a lot of times for football players, they get hit real hard one time or all of a sudden they see something and it starts to slow down for them, especially quarterbacks. They talk about it all the time, right? Like the game slows down. They start to see things better. I don't think the game has slowed down for him yet since he's come back eight games in. And I don't think that necessarily means that it won't slow down for him. I think it will. But I think you've got to give him some short, easy stuff. Build his confidence up. Maybe instead of expecting him to be Watson in Houston, who was able to dissect the defense quickly and process it all and find the right place to go with the ball, maybe just make a couple scheme open some stuff where it's one read and you know he's going to be open, and let him get some completion. Like, we know that Stefanski has handled guys like Baker Mayfield and uh, Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins and freaking Jacoby Brissett with baby gloves and got them through season successfully by scheming stuff open and making it easier on the quarterback. Why can't he do that for Deshaun for a little bit? But to, to, I mean, uh, Serge just kind of pointed out, you know, the first play. That was the, the first play, I feel like, was what you're describing. And then he threw a big sit. I mean, I know, was but a you know, it was a debacle. And I'm not saying that that was all Watson's fault, but that was a bad pass. I, it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not, I would like to know who was in charge, who had the final say in getting Watson. Because if, if it's taking this long to get $200 million man rep, to get him prepared to play football, the thing you're paying him $2 million for worth, worth there's an issue. That's, that's an issue to me. You, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just it doesn't – that you give a guy that much money, that much rest, that much huh. time, he needs to roll. I, I think that I, – I think everybody in the world would agree with you, but reality is reality. Like – whether that's what he should be or he isn't, I think that we need to realize that he isn't there yet and you need to get him there. Whether he should be because you gave him $230 million, absolutely, I 100% agree with you, but the fact is he's not. So here we are and you've got all this talent around him. So whether he should be or not, you got to figure out the best path forward. I, and no. I agree with that. I just don't. I, no, I agree with that. I just don't know this. And I understand he threw it to Bryant, but it was still a bad pass. Bryant should have caught. Two things can be true. Bryant should have caught it. Got both hands on the ball. You got to catch it. But it was still a bad pass. It was behind him. Yeah, you they're know, not mutually both things, exclusive. Both things um, can be true. Yes. Uh, all right. So let's see. First four failures is on the player. The next four failures is on the coach. So, let me ask you this. They're playing the Titans this week. Do you just let them grip it, rip it, and see what happens? No. No. I don't. They OG Philly said, yep. Uh, hold on. Uh, because Deshaun is a very different quarterback from his predecessors, we brought him a racehorse, and we're asking him to pull a wagon. Yes and No. Um, I think that, like, from what you've seen, Bill, does he look like he uh, can handle a racehorse right now? Like, like you guys are all saying let him rip, might as well. Uh, I feel a little bit differently than that because of the defense. I mean, this is a defense playing extremely, extremely good football that I think buys you some time. 
I so, think this defense can keep you in games and win you some games until he figures it out. Like I've always said, and I in a perfect world, he gets hot when this schedule gets soft late in the year. And they go into the playoffs really hot. Like, I don't think he has to be 2020 Watson now. I think he needs to be that later. But you still got to find a way to win games, and this defense is good enough to win you games. No? No, I, I would agree with that. It's just you you do have a, a prime example coming up at the Titans who who are who are not, you know, uh, Ryan Tannehill looked a lot better last week, but No, they're a good team. They're a good well coached team. But are they though? I mean, this is isn't this kind of a good they're really good defensively, they're really good coach, but Derrick Henry's that's a team that is, is a mutter, right? Yeah, they yeah, they're gonna muck it up. Um so maybe you do let it rip against them and see what happens. Yeah, so they're pat that's kind of the so that's maybe why everybody's saying that, but yeah, misdirection screen slants anything uh to nineteen. Listen, uh Evan Joseph said listen, like I think that Vrabel worries the shit out of me. So Vrabel, in my opinion, is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Like he gets the most from his talent and they Listen, they have a excellent run defense, right? And the Titans do, and they have one of the league worst pass defenses by the numbers. Now, yep. I've dug into this a little bit. Their corners are actually a little bit better than the numbers. Like if you think about it, it's somewhat correlated, right? Like so if you're yeah. really good in the run, teams are going to throw it more, so your pass numbers are naturally going to look worse. Yeah, for because sure. you're deterring from the run, right? So, um, that's just kind of one thing. Like their cornerbacks are actually pretty good. This they've got this McCrary kid, uh, Roger McCrary. Uh, they've got Kevin Bayard back there. Amani Hooky, Amani Hooker is having a very good season. Um, so like their secondary is pretty good, and although they've given up a ton of yardage. They lost to the who'd they lose to week one? Chargers. The Saints? Saints. Oh no, yeah, you're right. They, they they just beat the Chargers. They lost the Saints. You're right. Lost the Saints by one, beat the Chargers, who which was a surprise for some people. Listen, uh, you're right. Well, you're gonna need to pass them against better. the Titans because their run defense is really good. So Either you figure out how to run well against them or else you're going to have to figure it out, which is what kind of why I'm like, listen, I want to lean in. I'm all for leaning into the Watson all shotgun. I think you're going to be in shotgun all the time now for the most part. I think that that offense is coming, you know, and where has it been? I agree, right? Um, but I think that, like, you have to take it game by game until he's at a certain level. Right until you can trust him to just say, "Okay, this is the Deshaun that we know will make this play or that play." Because right now, I watched him in that Steelers game. Josh drop back five, six, seven times and just hold the ball. And in the all twenty-two, there was guys open. Yeah. So for whatever reason, he's not seeing the field. He's not identifying. 
he has to he has to see it open and throw it to him like he's not anticipatory he's not throwing guys open he's not thrown into tight windows none of that stuff right no like the all the passes we saw were to Amari Cooper he had a couple good back shoulder throws but those throws are low low risk right back shoulder throws that Cooper goes and makes a great play on every other completion was to Cooper and he was butt naked wide open in the zone, sat down his own and was wide open. So he saw it and threw it. He didn't have to anticipate it or anything like that. That part of his game isn't there yet. I don't think so. I would agree. Can you, can you fix it? I think you can fix it, but I think you've got to lean into your defense be okay with winning ugly. Try to get him easy stuff to get his confidence up, and I think he'll get there eventually. That's where I'm at. No, I, I think that that's. I know I think that that's fair. I'm trying because Amari, Amari Cooper is good, so good. Yeah, I think that you're you're probably right. Yeah, I agree with you. And and I agree agree with this sentiment. The the offensive line needs to be much better because that is one of the problems, right? I, I, like Not one great. of the issues that is making that is making it in, unable for anything to slow down for him is he has no idea where the rush is coming all the time. Yeah, and Cam Hayward was out too. We keep forgetting about that. Cam Hayward was out, so this defense wow. was you know half of what it brutal. should be. Brutal. All right, here we go. Uh, this is from Frank Smithers. From I guess I'm guessing his last name is Smith. From Lisa Smith's email from Frank uh, Brad. Brown's defense looks completely legit. Can they carry this uh, team wins and give the offense? Well, I kind of just said this. Some time to sort things out. I hope so. Still, it seems like our best chance. So very similar to what I just said. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think they can, right? Like Grant Delpit is playing incredible ball. This defense is totally legit. Like I, I have, I love this defense. I love hearing Jim Schwartz talk. I love everything about the corners. They're playing with edge. They're all in it together. Like this defense is is legit. If we could get the offense to come along, this team is for real. I would agree with that. It's just you know in today's NFL. You know, the old days where you can win the Super Bowl with Ray Lewis and have Trent Dilfer as your quarterback, those are kind of dead and gone. So at some point, they're going to have to dial it up. This is a good point here. I keep thinking uh, keeping so many guys into block made it harder to tell who was rushing. Um, I think they – maybe it could – you know, it makes it easier for defenses to, to disguise which direction they're coming from with, you know, the simulated pressures that everybody's using now where they all show pressure and mug the A-gaps and then they drop people from different parts of the line of scrimmage, right? And they bring pressure from different areas. It's going to confuse quarterbacks. It works, right? That's why teams do it. The Browns do it all the time. So, um, yeah, it's going to confuse uh, get confusing, but I think at this point you have to help Jed Wills and sometimes Wyatt yeah. Teller. Wyatt yeah, Teller is uh, really good in the run, but he has been kind of a turnstile in pass protection. 
Yeah, and I, I don't know who, what this is referring to specifically, but if you're talking about tight ends, running backs, I mean, you'll see a lot, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. The Cowboys do it a lot too, where the, the running back may be in to help block, but if there's no one to block, they ha- they have their assignment, A gap, B gap, two hole, whatever it may be. And then if no one's there, they move on, they go out, right? So there shouldn't, ideally, you don't, you're not having someone standing there waiting for someone to block or, you know, very rarely are you going to see someone get triple team in the NFL unless it's like Aaron Donald, right? So if you see Harry Harrison Bryant crash and then a defensive end drops back or Heisman drops back or whatever, Harrison Bryant could, could technically release. I don't – now we're kind of getting into like the playbook itself and I don't know. I don't have that kind of intelligence to tell you what they're supposed to be doing, but there really shouldn't be so many guys – standing around to where it muddies the water does that make sense like you don't i mean that's yep. even in high end college football you don't really see that too much you see that a little bit in lower end in high school you see that with like you know triple option teams that keep people in have one guy going a route but you don't really see that too much right great point Bradley Bruns, again, um, we got to be ready for the Titans. They do all kinds of stunts and twists. Our O-line will be tested. They will. And and listen, yeah, this Titans defense, so Jim Schwartz, we're the beneficiary of, of this, some of what the Titans do, because Schwartz went there in a advisory capacity. He was talking <laughs> about it today. But I have I wrote an article on the evolution of his defense and kind of dug into this over time. But Bowen, you know, really modernized. Like Schwartz lost his job in Philly. Yep. Kind of got pushed out because teams would figured out what he was doing, and it was mostly on the back end. And he went when when uh, Vrabel gave him a chance to come in. Bowen spent a ton of time with him and Schwartz of course was a great help to them, but he, you know, he picked up a lot of modern coverages that he could use with his wide nine and the simulated pressure stuff and implemented all that. And that's the iteration of the defense that we have right now in Cleveland, which is working so well. Um, Well, Some of that he picked up in Tennessee. That's not necessarily a bad thing either. To, there are no. people. There are different levels of coaches, right? So, you there's always going to be the type of coach where he's good for three years, and then everybody figures him out. Greg Roman yep. was like that everywhere he's been. You know, um, I saw someone today talk about how maybe Justin Fields' career would turn out. They hired Greg Roman, and there's someone commented, "Well, everybody knows about Greg Roman." Well, no, that's not. That's what Greg Roman does, though. He goes to a place that sucks. You know, that has the skill set that he has with the Russian quarterback, whatever, lifts them up, and then, you know, everybody figures them out, they move on. You see that a lot in college. You know, guys like um, Glenn Mason at Minnesota uh, or the Brett Bielema, who went to, you know, Illinois and Arkansas. He gets them to a respectable level, and then that that's all he could do. That's all he can do, and then he moves yep. on. You know, Houston Nutt was a little like that. And uh, you don't see it as much as the NFL because they recycle coaches so often, but you see it a lot with coordinators because they'll be, you know, like I said, Greg Warman or Greg. Roman is a great example. They'll be good for three years, and then it'll just stop working. It'll just stop yep. working. I agree. Yeah, it, it goes in cycles, right? And then you're forced yeah. to adapt, right, uh, as a coach. Yeah. But if you're garbage, which is what we were last year, you can hire a guy like that because yeah. his insight is going to help you be at least average, right? And then the goal is obviously for us to be better than that, which is what's happening now. But that the goal is – 
to get you to a level of respectability. That's his job, if that makes sense. Um, OG Philly with an uh, interesting stat here. I saw this somewhere else. Uh, Stefanski owns the AFC South 6 and 0. All I remember. Six and what? Is it because the AFC South is garbage? Got the Jets. Yeah, a little bit, but I'm sure that's part of it, right? Uh, they're not anymore so much, I guess, uh, if you want to look at Jacksonville. But, yeah, I, you know, I'm not a huge believer in Jacksonville personally. Um, so, yeah, and we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Titans have some talent. The Titans are a scary team to me. Listen, like, I have nightmares of that 2019 opener when – it was World's team at Odell and all the hype around that team, and they came in and kicked our ass at home in week one. Uh, that that one gives me nightmares, man. We, we have the, the Browns have far more talent than the Tennessee Titans. They do. I mean, this is another game that I'm thinking about betting on. They're just, they're, this is a perfect game. Ta- ta- it's hard. I don't want to talk. We, we as Browns, and the NFL community is bad with this too. We have a bad thing. Talk about him like they're garbage. Daniel's not garbage. He's just he's just not great. He's just but he that's that that that's my big worry is that he's gonna throw for three hundred yards and torch the Browns after everybody in the NFL talk crap about him. No, uh, he had a he had a better week last week, and uh, I I don't yeah. think our defense will give that. I think our defense is for real. I really do. This, uh, this this we're good enough to pound the Browns are good enough to pound the Titans this year. Yeah, this would be a good bounce back game. I, I hope I hope you're right. Uh, so let's uh, move on here. Uh, Lacey Gant, uh, friend of the show, love the show, love the T-shirt. What do you former T-shirt winner here? Do you think Deshaun Watson is struggling with the weight of the contract pressure of critics? This is kind of going to what you guys were talking about in the chat earlier. Pressure of critics, people rooting against him. He looks pressed. Uh, what's that say there? I can't read it because this thing's in my way. Keep up the great work. Is that what it says? Yep. Okay. Uh, thank you, Lacey. Uh, and glad you like the t-shirt. Listen, this, um, this is interesting, right? This is kind of what, uh, Paul was referencing earlier about, he listened to Jake and Andrew's podcast, uh, and, uh, is convinced a little bit that um, maybe maybe Deshaun is in his head a little bit uh, with the pressure of the contract. He's got a lot of people rooting against him. He's got a lot of critics, right? He's got yeah. a lot of people hoping he fails and falls on his face. Um, listen, I've always kind of said about this that your timeline for getting back from something like he had to go through, although self-inflicted, right? Um, But something like he went through in the public eye, like compare it to Tiger Woods, right? And Tiger Woods fall from grace in the public eye. The, the Thanksgiving uh, golf club and then all the waitresses and everything. Right. And, and what, what, 
Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, you're 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 right. I, I'm just laughing because the, the, the how are you laughing at? <laughs> huh? The atoms that you're listing with that you know, went wrong at Tiger Woods' life. You know? You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That is a disgusting act. Um. Yeah. So, but if you think about that. It took him for it took him a really long time to come back, right? Like uh waitress wait yeah, didn't he get didn't wasn't he banging a bunch of IHOP waitresses? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was. He was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tiger Woods. I, that, listen, so, we're, not, we're not talking about a college kid that, you know, is it went from playing in, in Iowa to play in, in, in the horseshoe and has a hundred thousand screaming fans. We're talking about a dude who's been in the NFL. He's in the NFL. This is life. You know what I mean? We're not, and we're not even talking about a guy like, you know, I don't know, Tim Tebow who technically didn't do anything wrong. He just was kind of, you know, in your face about certain things of his life or, or Baker Mayfield, who's just kind of a douche. We're talking about a guy who, you know, probably did do some things wrong in his life to put him in this situation. So these, this is these are the this is the dice you're, you're given, the hand you're dealt. You know what I mean? Like I, it, it, you might be right. This might be one of the reasons why he's not playing too great. But what are we supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I guess sense? yeah. I guess it's just like this goes back to the um, to the the blocking thing, right? Like it's weird behavior. But it points to insecurity, uh, this kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. and like, yeah, so it's hard to come back from something like this. And whether it's self inflicted or not, it is. You were ridiculed, and he was used to being like the most popular guy everywhere he went and looked at like a class yes. act and a gentleman to being yeah. the scumbag of the earth. And, and, and to being, you know, so it took Tiger Woods years to get back to the level that he was at before. So for us to expect him to just walk on the football field and all of a sudden be able to perform at the level that he was before, maybe mentally he has to go through something. I don't know. I just, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just saying, you know, this is an example of an athlete that we have that took a long time to recover from a fall from grace. There, the, his, his Deshaun Watson's example is extreme, but there are hundreds of other athletes out there that are dealing with the similar backlash. Again, not as serious, not as, as you know, on the scale and seriousness of, of his situation. But I mean, like I said, Baker Mayfield. We could look at Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield gets clowned on social media probably more than 90% of the NFL out there, right? I mean, just clown constantly. And, you know, what's he do? He just kind of brushes it off and moves on. Now he's playing okay with the Buccaneers. And, you know, sometimes he had his fits We're too, using but- Baker Mayfield as the as the example of how to handle the freaking media here? Well, I, it's not a great example. My, my point is, is that we've seen – My I'm point is, is we've with seen this you. Before, I'm just right? I'm joking. He was well, an I mean, asshole. You're right, though. He, I mean, he went off on Tony Grossi like a maniac. Uh, what, what did he, what did he yeah. say to him? What did he say to Grossi? I forget what he said to him. It was funny. He got really pissed, though, and screamed in his face. I don't know. I 
Baker's kind of not bar, far behind. I mean, he likes to look at all this. Jesus, Tony. Jesus, Tony. That's what he said, right? Yeah, that's right. Jesus. Jesus, Tony. Jesus. Yeah. And then yeah. he stormed off. Yeah. Thanks, Serge. That's that's a, I love that. I love that. I love that. Uh, that's one of my favorites. All right. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. Anyways, I get your point though. Uh, Jameis Winston, you guys, are, yeah, you guys are out of control in the chat right now. You guys are that's out of true. control. Jameis Winston right gets clowned on constantly. Remember, he did that whole sucking on his fingers speech constantly. That thing didn't go away for six months. Well, yeah, and he groped a Uber driver. I mean, these guys yeah. are all in the same boat here, right? So, I mean, yes, yeah, remembers all the all the one liners. Yeah, Serge. Um, snag yourself some OBR gear at the OBR merch shop. Link is in the chat now. Thank you for following the OBR, Hootie James. Uh, so thanks, guys. Uh, Exalted one. Did the team underestimate Will's struggles because he was facing Miles in practice? Great question. Yeah, I mean, it would be easy to do that, right? I Here's the thing, though. Like, uh, we've known about his struggles for <laughs> a couple years now. So I don't know how you could just ignore it, right? You would think that Miles would get him, make him better, but he seems to be regressing uh, from his, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting topic. Uh, it would be interesting to see him in practice. Uh, you know, as you know, I don't I don't go to those those practices. I know that you know what when I I go and watch Ohio State practices, there are certain guys that don't pop, and then you're like, why is he playing? And then they pop on the field. You know, there's certain things that I don't under that we're never going to yeah. understand because we're not in the locker room, we're not talking. So maybe it was a situation like that where he looked like garbage out there too. But he talked a mean game. I don't know. I, I don't know what the situation was. That's that's an interesting topic to discuss, though. Fumble thirteen saying he may be tolerated, but lazy can't be fixed. Yep. <sighs> you see that a lot with Alabama guys. Um, you know, either that or their bodies are still worn down because um, they play it down there hurt a lot. But yeah, that's not. That's not. You go from just pounding everybody in college to actually having to play legit competition. It's it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's not just Alabama. It's a lot of top-tier talent, but yeah. I kind of feel like Deshaun, this is Rocky Balboa in the chat, uh, needs to cut everything out of his life right now but football, no drinking, partying, no Instagram. Preaching to the choir, Rocky, there. Uh, feels feels like that to me a little bit too. But I, listen, I'm not telling him how to live his life or do anything like that. I, I don't want to get confused for that again by because I comment, you know, that's they got a lot of hate for my comment about the blocking and everything. So, but he's, it, it's not, it's not there here. Now, is it? Is it just not here football-wise, or is there is there more to it? What do you think? No, I I think it's it, we know he's talented. We've seen him sling. There are there are flashes of him being good. We've seen his escapability. We've seen him throw a couple decent balls. It's not like it's not there. It's not like we're watching. Uh, you know, I, I hate to crap on the guy, but Connor Shaw when Connor Shaw was out there, we were like, what's going on here? 
you know what I mean, or even Cody Kessler. There's some things when Cody Kessler walked on the field, you're like, he can't do this. I don't get that vibe with Deshaun Watson, so it's all, it's clearly all mental. But you know, whether it's mental or not, he got he's got to fix it. Yeah, I mean, he's got uh, to the point of you know what you guys are talking about and what Lacey is asking here. I mean, he had a uh, they showed him before the Monday Night Football game with he's sitting there with a visual uh, instructor guy who he had his eyes closed. He was sitting on the bench and this guy was whispering stuff into his ear about no. And I, I know a vi- I know a visualization is right. And I know that a lot of people use it. Uh, but I, I've never seen somebody have someone else do the visualization with them. Um, so Listen, I, I thought that was a little, I'm not gonna, I'm never going to judge anybody for trying to explore options if you if you were in a funk you do whatever you got to do to get yourself out of a funk you know yeah, what but I mean? does like, that point to it but doesn't that point to a funk a little bit maybe oh 100 yeah no he's definitely in the funk he's definitely in the funk but i i applaud him for getting a weirdo to whisper in his ear to get him out of the funk i guess you know hopefully that works but another issue is that you know all these things that lacy lists in her email those were things that we knew when he was signed. That's it. Yeah. Those, these are these are all things that need to be put on the list for you know. Uh, hey, someone was in charge of bringing this guy with all this stuff going on. You know, it, it's not like when the, it. It's just such a weird the the Deshaun Watson situation is so weird for so many things that the city of Cleveland is never going to see anything like this ever. It's just it's crazy. It's crazy. The whirlwind here is is it's just crazy how that whole thing worked out. Um, Rocky again with a good point. I wish you would talk to Mike Vick before he talks to a sports psychologist. Yeah, like you got maybe he you should be talking to people that have rehabilitated their image before and been through what he's been through and what it took to get through that, right? Like I I always as uh somebody uh well anyways it, the there's the saying, uh, a 12 step saying, you know, that, uh, you know, a guy falls in a hole, right. And a priest comes by and offers a prayer. He throws it down. Uh, uh, somebody else comes by and, and, uh, throws him a, uh, a magic, a magician comes by and gives him a wish and he can't get out of the hole. And then a friend comes by and he jumps down in the hole with him and he says, uh, don't worry about it. I've been here before. I know the way out. So, that is kind of the thing, right? Like you listen to somebody that has been through it before. Right. And that sometimes can be the best guide in something like this. I, I, I would, I, I agree with that. The, so the, the only critique I have in that is that you're talking about a guy who, you know, Mike Vick was punished for what he did. You know what I mean? Deshaun Watson wasn't. So I don't know if I don't know. I don't know if they're dealing with the same. I don't know if they have the same mindset. Does that make sense? Like I don't. I don't know who would be the appropriate person to speak to about what he's going through. There's no comparison, no. really, is there? Hey, Mike Vick's a good comparison. Tiger Woods is a good comparison. Tiger Woods, uh, all of these yeah, guys. Said I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of guys that have have been through this kind of thing before and. Yeah, so uh, it doesn't ha- – the offense doesn't have to be the same 
it's just the journey back, right? Like, what did you have to do to block everything out and get back to your craft and become master of your craft again? Some have done it, some have failed, but that's the dilemma that he's facing. And I'm sure to Lacey's point in this email, he does look pressed at times, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, I guess I just never attribute it to that. He does not seem like he seems like a guy. He he seems like a duck. The water just rolls off him. So I guess I just never thought of that. But maybe that is it. Maybe there's a deeper issue I haven't explored. I don't know. I think that's a little bit of an act, maybe. Um, All right, moving on. As we are uh, running out, not we're not really. We don't have a hard out or anything, but we'll just keep it moving, right? You're watching All Eyes on Cleveland with the great Josh Keatley. I'm Brad Ward. We appreciate you tuning in tonight. Make sure you go over to the OBR and subscribe for $1 for the first month. Mike Tyson said, uh, uh, I, I don't know about Mike Tyson. Uh, he's still doing some crazy shit, right? Didn't he sleep with a tiger in his bed or something? I think that was, that was a while ago. I met him I met him a couple of years ago. Super nice guy. Mike Tyson is a super nice guy. What? You met Mike Tyson? Super nice guy? Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, he was at an event in Columbus, and uh, my buddy was running it. Super nice guy. Crazy. I'm going to eat his babies. There was there was. What did he say? Girl. What did he say the one time? I'm crazy. That was I'm it, animal. yeah. I'm going to eat his see, baby. Did you ever see the interview of him in Toronto? No. Oh, you'll have to Which watch one? that. He well, after he retires, he's doing he he was doing he was traveling the world talking about his his journey, and uh, he was up in Toronto and did like Good Morning Toronto or whatever. And, and the guy asked him a question about some of the issues that he had in his past, and Mike Tyson just flipped out. It's amazing. You definitely yeah. want to look that up afterwards. Not suitable for not suitable for this. Okay, bite the ears. I'll I'll eat his children. All right, sorry. You guys are great in the chat. You guys are cracking me up. All right, what happened to the new look offense? Looks the same to me, Matt K. Come on, what happened to the new look offense, Josh? No, you were right. You kind of covered that earlier. I don't know what happened. I, you know, they have a good excuse for not running, not changing it up the first game uh, because of the weather. But you know, the Steelers, you would have saw, you, you would have thought you would have seen seen more of it. Um, you know they had more. Ta- they have more talent than the Steelers. They just simply they simply do. So I, I that would have been the perfect opportunity. You know, like I said, they have a lot more talent than the Titans too. So it's another really good opportunity to let things loose. So there's not. It's the NFL. So there's not many teams in the NFL where you can look at two rosters and go that roster's better. And this is this is an example of that I think. I mean, I don't think I'm being biased in saying that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you know, Evan saying he squashed that shit. Listen, Rocky, I said the same thing. I felt like I was I was having, uh, you know, um, nightmares of watching Baker with him getting, like, he gets to the top of his drop, Watson does, and the ball doesn't come out, and you just want it to come out on time, like, and yep. then you go, you're like, well, everybody's got to be covered, right? But then you go to the All-22, and there's guys open. And that's like, you know, and then Odell's dad is putting videos out on the internet, and it's all happening all over again. Not really, but that's, you know, 
there's a similar eerie feeling to this. I, he can't let the ball go. He's not trusting his eyes, something. And I think that has led Stefanski to reeling back the offense. I think there's a chicken and an egg thing here uh, that has kind of forced him to do maybe revert the offense to a, a prior iteration that is more quarterback friendly. It's not working necessarily, or it didn't work last week. Right. Uh, but I think that I don't think that we will see. Um, I think that we will see more of it coming out as he looks better and, and then fully leaning into it at some point. Um, no, it's, I don't think this off, it's offense is too complex. I think it's kind of a mix of both right now is what the problem is, right? Like, it's a mix of the newer version iteration that was supposed to be. I mean, you go back, and there was a sign, soundbite they were playing on 92.3 today. Literally, Watson says in the offseason, you know, they gave me the keys to the car. I'm in all the meetings with the, with the coaches, the O's, like, he knows he helped put all this stuff in. He helped make all the decisions on the offense. Right. So like, he can't like, I don't know. So like he knows, right. Like he knows. And so if they're falling back on what Stefanski's older iteration of this offense, it's, I think it's because he doesn't see the ability for him to just sit back in the shotgun and pick apart a defense. Right. And yeah. I think that's I mean, what they expected him to do and i think he'll yeah. get there yes exactly give him some time yeah so uh kevin and cleveland my wife calls all the plays on tv and gets about 80 percent accuracy interesting uh that's very interesting good good well done tell 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 the missus good job Kid Wilson, 33, everyone loved ETTR and Stephanie's Gaffins yet started screaming for him to be fired when Deshaun is in. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a mess right now because of that. Listen, they are not going to – let me just state this for the record, and they're not, they're not going to DTR. They're going to ride this train all the way through. Right, like there's no out in the contract in the near future. It's it's Deshaun, and if it doesn't work with Kevin, it's going to be another coach in here trying to make it work with Deshaun. So, get get used to it, right? Unless he gets injured, get used to it. So, we better have hope that it's going to work out in time because there's no other option. There's no outs here, right? Could you? Do a this is much more prominent in college, so that's probably why it doesn't happen. Could you say Watson is injured one week? Let DTR go out there just so Watson can sit and see what's going on. I don't because it's very similar. You could run the same. You know, DTR is a very similar athlete. No, you think that that would, that would be going in reverse? You're asking for a disaster there. Because what if he goes out and plays halfway decent? Well, it, it doesn't matter if he plays decent or not because Deshaun's got the money. Like, well, you're saying in the eyes of the media and all that. It's not that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because then, I mean, that's just going to clam. The people are going to be clamoring for him even more then. Because right now you can be like, oh, DTR looked great, but it was against second and third teamers. You know, he wouldn't. You know, it was preseason, right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. But if he goes out and balls out, and what are my thoughts on Harrison Bryant? I think he's 
I think he's garbage. I do. I'm tired of him. I where'd that question go? I want to answer that. There it is. Thanks, kid. Uh, I don't. I think he's garbage. I'm tired of him. I'd like to see him get the hell out of here. If if I wish they would have, they were going to get rid of him this offseason, and they gave him some guaranteed money, and it got him to stick around. First of all, it's fine if he's on the roster as your tight end three, but why you're running the first play of your scripted plays in a game on the road against Pittsburgh uh, on a four-yard out to your tight end three is beyond me. Uh, I will never understand that. Defense didn't see it coming. Oh, yeah. He was. Yeah. I mean, he was open. I. Yeah, he's never going to be. He was obviously a Mackey He was open Florida. for three yards. I, I, you know, I, you know, you're, you, I mean, you, we, we talked about earlier trying to build up. Yeah, easy stuff. Yeah, but why not? Why yeah. not Njoku? Why not Njoku? Why not? Why not I don't, Akins, who has hands? Well, I don't know if Akins is any better than Desha- I think those guys are both on the same level. Don't you? I think Akins has got is a much better pass catcher than Harrison Bryant, in my opinion. I don't. I mean, you know, we Harrison Bryant is never going to be David Njoku. He's never going to be, no. you know, a number one tight end. But this is a guy. This this is a guy who was a Mackey Award winner at Florida Atlantic. This is a guy who's got a, a whole highlight reel of pretty amazing catches in his disposal. Him catching, he should be able to catch a three yard out. Why he didn't, I don't know. But again, it was it was just a, a story. Like you said, it was just chaos. It was a bad pass. It was a bad catch. It was bad effort. You know, but I don't think Harrison Bryant's – I don't know. I don't hate him. I don't think – you know, if they got rid of him tomorrow, I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be, like, shouting from yeah. the rooftops. I know – yeah, listen. I don't hate him. I just – I don't – I guess he's a better blocker than Aiken, so he's earning more snaps to OG Philly's points. Like, he is playing more snaps than Aikens. There's no question about it. So I'm assuming that he's a much better blocker than Aikens because Aikens was kind of brought in to be that second pass catcher. He already had chemistry with Watson uh, because they played together in Houston, and he hit him a lot for all the time, right? So that's why they brought him in, uh, and he just hasn't – that hasn't – that iteration of the offense hasn't uh, found its way to the field yet. Bryant, uh, to me, uh, just – I mean, he's a guy. That I, there's that, that much else I can say. To me, no, at, that, at the NFL level, he's a guy. He's a pretty okay he, blocker but, at times. He he, uh, he was a fourth round pick, though. You know, I, I listen. I'll crap on Barry sure. all day long when it comes to Jed Wills and when it comes to drafting this. You know, uh, you know this injured guy or that injured guy. You know, you drafted a guy. You drafted a Mackey Award winner in the fourth round. He has he has he been worse than your average fourth rounder i mean obviously you can't compare him to guys like george kittle because that's not fair but your average fourth round tight end that's probably what you expect right you know he's right in the same realm as guys like cj uzama and uh you know hayden hurst he's doing the same level of play yeah just I like mean, you said he's a jag he's a jag uh, here's the schedule uh, every week, ladies and gentlemen, at the OBR or Chalk Talk on Mondays. Dog's House, the Dog House, pardon me. That's Michael uh, O'Keefe uh, and uh, Garage Beers. Uh, that's all Mike on Tuesdays. 
of course, OBR Weekly with Fred Greesom and Barry McBride on Wednesday. You're watching All Eyes on Cleveland. We're here every Thursday at 7 p.m. And then, of course, Game Day Rewind uh, post game. Uh, that'll be this uh, Sunday, 7 30 p.m. Uh, in the evening. Uh, it makes for a much better show to not do it right after the game we're finding, Josh, uh, because it's just like everything is like so, you know. Heated. And yeah, it's just so like, ugh, like, and it gives you a little bit of time to, to let it sink in and think about what you saw and maybe go back and check out a play you're not sure about instead of just reacting, right? Um, hey, I, 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 I feel you. I think it's a good idea. Listen, we've spent a crazy amount of time talking about a number two tight end that's going to get less than 30 receptions. So I understand. <laughs> people are passionate. People are passionate, and I get it. It's <laughs> uh, uh, a great point. Uh, Fumble <laughs> said, think about this. This is only after two games, and we're bitching. Imagine how it will be after ten games. If things don't improve, listen. I feel strongly that things will improve. I do. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I found the game in Pittsburgh to be insanely frustrating. Yes. As a Stefanski fan, I was hugely let down by his inability to just read the room, read the, feel the game out, and just get out of there with a win, despite how ugly it had to be. I mean, shit, you could have knelt the ball three times and kicked it and got yeah. out of there with a win. So that's where we're at. Uh, Titans, you know, you got Derrick Henry, uh, Tannehill. This is the guy right here that scares me. Tajay Spears is uh, actually averaging more yards per carry than Henry right now. Uh, he, this guy is, uh, he is a, uh, lightning rod. He's special dude. I, I, uh, worry about him. Right. Uh, he's a uh, weapon. How many no? touches did he get last week? He's not getting a lot of touches yet. Yeah. Well, no, he did the, the first week. I think he did get, he did get a few carries, but I don't, yeah. I think that they kind of, uh, yeah. throttled him down a little bit last week. But, yeah, he, he's a fun player to watch. I, I still think Der – I mean, Derrick Henry, I still think he's one of the best backs in the NFL. Brian Tannehill yeah. looked a lot better. They got DeAndre Hopkins. They seem like – I think the first week the problem was they were forcing the ball to DeAndre. Um, it seemed like there was things were more evened out the second game, so it made their offensive go a little bit more. Um, like you said, they always have a pretty good defense. Jeffrey Simmons on the interior, so – but, I mean, we, the Browns got more talent, so – yeah, I think Henry's kind of maybe lost a step a little bit, but that doesn't oh, make him lost. bad. He, yeah, no. he's still one of the best backs in the game because uh -huh. it's not like he ever really relied on his speed. Their defense, I think, is dangerous um, because they're so good against the run, and uh, it, they're going to make us throw it. They're going to make Deshaun Watson beat you, right? So... Uh, that's what, that's what we have, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's what you're going to get. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, hopefully we got through all of the topics pertaining to last week. Goodbye Steelers week. Let's hope everything is on onward and upward from here. Right. Uh, and, uh, let's hope Deshaun figures it out, uh, this week. 
you know, I just think like one really good game, Josh, might be all he needs. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred like, percent. Confidence is Just take off, right? Uh, this so this could be the game. This could be it, right? Really They're vulnerable really in the secondary. So, Josh Keatley, you are a gentleman and a scholar. The the best there is. My favorite guest always, uh, for sure. The best shows with you, brother, and uh, and the and the chat loves you too. So. Appreciate your time, man, and uh, have a lovely, lovely Thursday evening. You got any money on this game tonight? Yeah, man, I took the Niners, but I took a lot of prop bets, my friend. Yeah, Grand Gano over five and a half points. Oh, oh, uh, I think I took Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. I think I took the over on his yardage, and yeah, I took uh, the over. I took the over on Breed's Breed's yardage too, thirty yards. I took the over on uh, the Catherine's yardage. There you go. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'll see you on the other side, my friend. See you guys. Josh Keatley at Josh Keatley16 on Twitter. He is the best. Uh, and uh, make sure you follow him on Twitter. Um, and uh, he writes for Buckeyes Wire, former running back at Valparaiso. Uh, you guys are the best chat in the land. Thank you so much for watching All Eyes on Cleveland. Tell a friend. Keep coming back. Hey, listen. Like, do it for Chubb, right? Like, that should be the mantra in the locker room. Do it for 24. Do it for Chubb. They need something to rally around. There it is, right? Let's go. Um, with this, we are out. And I uh, hope you all have a lovely, lovely evening. This has been another edition of All Eyes on Cleveland. Episode 301, folks. All Eyes on Cleveland. Keep coming back. Go around.